this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real world. world. So, it's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry, y'all. Life has just happened. Happens. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, it was like, we haven't recorded or published a podcast in a long time. So, yeah, we apologize. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, We've been working really hard on um, just supporting our kids at school this year. Yeah. And it's been hard. It's been, woof. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff happening. And it, may, it leads us today to want to talk about um, sort of a mushy topic, right? Like it's not a hard science-y topic or mushy. Um, like, it's a feely topic. It's a feely topic. That, I think that's what you meant by mushy. I was like, yeah, that's what, mushy, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's a feel, it's a feeling topic. Yeah, a feeling yeah. topic. And, um, so we want to throw out there um, just this idea of belonging and, and what that means and why it's important and some, I don't know that you'd say steps to get there, but just some possibilities. Yeah, some ideas, right? Yeah. And um, love to hear your ideas too. So any that you have, please shoot us a message with them we'd love yeah. to hear it we would love to know what everybody thinks about belonging and um, in particular you know for kids um, who have disabilities yeah who learn different who move differently who kind of just process the world differently and how that looks kind of year over year and I think our experience was um, you know, when Corey was younger, there was a lot of it. It felt so much easier, right? Yeah, like, um, it felt a lot and easier. I, and I would second that with Brady, too. It felt most, like... And, you know, if you think about it, all kids are cuter when they're younger, right? So yeah. I wonder if that had a little bit to do with it, because, you know... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, really made me want to explore just the idea of belonging and also what we see as kids get older. I know, yeah. We should, you know, we should have Brene Brown do some research on this. I know. I bet she probably already Because I'm sure she's listening. General. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Brene. <laughs> um, Actually, she does have some stuff about belonging. She really does. But yeah, I guess, that, you know, um, Brene, if you're listening, reach out to us. And uh, um, what we want to know is we would like to see some, some data based on age of belonging, right? Like, um, because it seems that all, all individuals, right? Like if we think about all of our kids, combine them all together, that's a whole lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we combine them, we could do a case study just on our kids. Right. But anyway, when you combine them all together, it feels that they were, It's and it seems, even too when I think about like parties that we had for them too, like there was a lot more, like you invite the whole class and right. everybody just seemed, a lot of people. yeah, a lot of people and, um, and it seemed like everybody just liked everybody. Like, yep. like kids just liked all kids, right? Yep. Like, and so, you know, now that I'm thinking about that, this took a different turn than what we were talking about before we started. <laughs> I apologize that. But now I'm thinking, when does that turn start? I don't, you know, I kind of feel like, um, I think what happens a little bit is when kids, like, go off to middle school, like if you're in a middle school system. Mm-hmm everything gets sort of like shaken up a little bit because some kids go here some kids go there there's new activities that kids can get involved in and then I think that that gets even more amplified when kids get into high school and then I think there's also this whole sense that you know kids want to be cool right right like who doesn't want to be cool and but I think that 
um, well, when I was thinking about this, I was like, um, don't even ask how old I am, but you know, like, um, the breakfast well, you do club, have a birthday coming up. right? The breakfast club is just like such a touchstone for people of my generation, right? And I've enjoyed like being able to watch those shows with Ruby, right? Now, yeah, right? but um, you know, when um, the nerd, the brain, he writes the letter at the end, right? And he says, Hey, like, grown ups want to put us in boxes, but we're all a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. right? And um, and it's true, like kids get to a certain age and we they really start to get put in boxes then they i think kind of take on as an identity right yeah and i think that they start to find belonging in those boxes. boxes yeah um and i think that for kids who have disabilities and and i don't know maybe in particular for kids who have um what are perceived as intellectual disabilities um it can get really hard. Yeah. Because it because you know they're maybe not going to be well, a jocker. Well, it can get or, and, and it can get really hard too because um, I'm just going to speak for Brady, for example. Um, he's you know we've worked really hard to make sure he's included, right? And mm-hmm. um, and to now just put him in a disability box doesn't work for him because that's not his box, right? right. And he doesn't <laughs> see himself in that box right Right. and so um because i was thinking about your box analogy and um and i've had people tell me like even when brady was younger like well why are you pushing so hard for this inclusion thing because when he gets older he's just gonna be around people with disabilities all the time anyway Mm -hmm. um and uh and i was like why like i'm Mm -hmm. not around you know people with blue eyes all the time right I mean, you don't even have blue eyes. Right, so, but I do think on. that teenagers tend to make connections based on very kind of like super, right. oh, I like agree. surfacey things. Right? I agree. And mm-hmm. however, though, I do think that I think the difference between the boxes that you're re- referring to and the box that I'm referring to is the box that I'm referring to is it's perceived that Brady has to be in that box. Oh yeah. And the box that you're referring to is, let's say, um, a drama box. And I don't mean that they're like. A, Drama, like drama, <laughs> right? They're fields, in drama, activities. but they're in drama activities. So I guess like musicals or act- acting or whatever. Um, that's usually something that they're choosing to be right. in, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, and and I think I just wanted to make that that distinction. I mean, so. that's a huge di- distinction, right? Like Brady doesn't ask to be put in the disability box. No, Brady isn't like, hey, <laughs> sign me up, hey, right? So, but anyway, so now that we kind of got onto that. Um, but belonging, right? And belonging is so important, right? On so many levels. And, you know, like you just referenced the Breakfast Club. And I don't even know. We should have looked when that came out. Because when you told me about it, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I know the Breakfast Club, but I didn't know that quote, right? But it makes a lot of sense, right? And so, and also, you know, you you found some other great stuff on here, too, about, you know, um, people have an innate motivational drive to form and maintain interpersonal bonds with other people. Um we called belonging a need rather than merely a desire um, because people who fail to satisfy it suffer various mental and physical health deficits and that was um, Mark Leary and Ray Bomister. yeah Um, I'm like um, so like they're they're known as you know maybe that's who we should be talking to for name but anyway they're like modern day belong researchers right and you know um, and psychologists right who study belonging exactly Yes, and and you know, kind of taking a little bit deeper, right? And um, 
And we all have that desire to belong. Sure. And I think that in a disability world, like inclusion is a precursor to belonging, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee Guaranteed. No, belonging, definitely right? like, not. Right. Like, um, and I don't mean this like in a negative way, but inclusion is kind of a system like that we set up to ensure people get included. But belonging is more of a sort of an organic outcome to being around other people. Mm, You know, Um, so one thing that's really interesting to me is that um, belonging actually has like evolutionary origins, right? Like it's something that we're wired to need. Right. Right. It's not just like a nice thing to belong. It's like we we have a need to belong and belonging is related to good self-esteem better mental health um overall happiness and contentment with life feeling competent feeling purposeful um if for kids in school it's a reason to go to school i would say too and also for like job it's your reason to go to work right too, right like because you feel like you belong there right, right? if you feel um, like nobody at your job exactly you, you're probably not going to get up and go hey exactly yeah ignored all exactly long. yeah yeah right um and i think too like it's interesting because we know belonging um really there's a direct correlation to academic outcomes and kids who feel like they belong at school overall as a group mm-hmm. do better right. academically and i think that I think that that makes sense. Right. Right. If you go someplace all day long and you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right, then you're not going to have cognitive space, like, to learn. No, because you're uncomfortable, so you don't have that. that. Right. So it's, you're kind of closing off that spot, right? Right. And that ability, right? Yeah. I think um, you're very busy feeling uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. Very busy wondering what people think of you, and am I dressed okay? Right. Do I smell good? And, like... Uh, all the all the worries that you have as a teenager and um, like research shows that like the shifting friendship patterns in adolescence means that everybody feels anxiety about belonging right. or not belonging like even the most socially even the most appeared know, like the most person the kids who really have it all together right yeah are still like on some level going but do they like me right <laughs> right like but do they like me right and um can you imagine just being 14 or 15 or 16 years old and like living with that as a refrain in your head for right. six or seven or eight hours a day yeah i think it has to be overwhelming and and you don't have much of a choice right right you have to you you feel like I don't I mean you know there's different you know maybe there's a different school you can do but I mean really there isn't much of a choice it's not like you can open up the well nobody opens up a newspaper anymore but right open up the help wanted ads and find a new job right you can't open up the help wanted ads and find a new school school, right right. like and um and and you know there's a social structure of things that have to be done right or perceived Mm -hmm. that has to be done right because um, and one of those is going to school, right? right? And and I mean, it's it's a lot too. You'll get a truancy, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you know. So like, um, I don't know at what age. That doesn't matter. But anyway, so um, so you know, if if it shows the outcomes show that when 
they they belong or feel like they belong. So I think it's a combination of feeling like you belong and belonging, right? Because right. Um, people, because you can, it can look like you belong, mm-hmm. right? You might dress, you know, have a certain look, play a certain sport, but if you don't feel like you belong, mm-hmm. then it's not really, you don't really belong. Well, and I think also you're always putting on like um, some level of, some Armor, level of acting, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, like Cora, not very long ago, spent some time with a, a friend of hers who she's known for a really long time, who she loves, right? And um, her mom said afterward, like, she loves seeing the two of them together because then her child is more her, mm-hmm. right? Like, because she can just relax and be who she is because... In Cora's world, that person belongs a hundred percent, and it just exactly how they like are. She right. is. Exactly, right. and, and um, that's one great thing about Cora and Brady. Um, like I've had some parents tell me similar things mm-hmm. about Brady, um, and you know what? They love you just how you are. They don't care if you uh, if you have the newest shoes, if you have you know if you made the most baskets. Right. They they just want you to come. Yeah. Right. Like they don't care if you're on the basketball team or the debate team or no team. They right. don't care. Yeah. They just um, appreciate you for whoever you most and naturally that you are. Have. Yeah. yeah. And that's like that's really beautiful, right? So great. So like, great. So I mean, so great. Also, that's super wise because that skill that those two have, mm-hmm. it takes a really long time to acquire. Right. Oh like, yeah. Because I'm not even sure if I even have that skill 100% of the time, and I'm a lot yeah. older than them, right? And so, um, and back to Bernie Brown, I've been obviously reading and listening to a lot of <laughs> Bernie Brown. So, but you know, she does do some stuff on the line, and she talks about um, in her book Brave in the Wilderness, she talks about you know, true belonging is being who you are and not having to put on any any shields, right? right? And um, and um, Corin Brady have been born that way, mm-hmm. right? They've been doing that for years, right? Today, like, that's what they offered and, other and people. And that's what they offered other people mm-hmm. as well, right? And so, um, and maybe the maybe the reason that they have, that it's so hard for, for kids who have disabilities to find that space in school is because, just because of the environment, kids in school have to put on whoever right. it is they think is desirable who's gonna be ex- yeah appealing, who's, right? yeah desirable appealing acceptable right like who who at you know when they walk into the door right mm-hmm. who do they have to be in order to um to fill whatever need is missing right like right. whether it be to be on you know this team to be on the debate team to be you know um and I'm not saying that being on any of those teams are bad because there's people who are like, look, I was born to, I was born to play this sport, right? Right. I was born to be in debate and now I'm going to be an attorney, right? Like, um, but what I'm saying is like, a lot of times you don't know that yet. Right. Right. And in high school, especially. Yeah. Earlier this school year, review like had this burst of interest in debate, and she even went to a competition and she did. Really oh yes. Well. Right. And then all of a sudden, it just like went away. Right. And so I was asking her, like, well, like, well, what happened, what happened yeah. there? I'm like, was somebody mean to you? Because yeah, that's I, what we always. Yeah. I can kick some shins if somebody yeah. was mean to you. She's like, no, mom, nobody was mean to me. She said, you know, the thing is, is what I realized about myself is number one, I wanted to do it because other kids wanted me to do it. 
And number two, I just know that I need downtime. And if I did that, I wouldn't have downtime. And I thought, oh, that's great. it's so good, right? That she was able to really look at the process situation that, and yeah. process that. But a year ago, I don't think she would have been yeah. able to do that. I think she would have just done it and burnt herself out right. trying to kind of meet other people's expectations right. of what she should be doing. And I mean, like, as we have this whole conversation, right, because I just have to transparently say, I felt really frustrated, right, at how we've, like, we've had to facilitate hangouts. Like, we, like, that's felt very frustrating to me, but the more we talk about it, the more I think that really, like, maybe even though they don't get a lot of it, the belonging that our kids get is real belonging. Yeah. And the belonging that other kids get is based a little bit on some social structures that they don't have control over. And maybe that's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm starting to feel kind of like, <laughs> oh, I've been kind of a crab about the whole situation, <laughs> right? Um, because, like, I hate it, like, if Cora doesn't have anybody to see over a weekend or right. whatever, like, nothing works out or whatever, like, that just really hits me really hard. Well, um, and I will say, also, Cora is very social, and she she's wants super social. to do things, right? Like, right, but the, but also, if I say, hey, like, like, knowing she doesn't have something else right. to do, and I'm like, hey, do you want to go? Right. To um, Target, she's like, woohoo! Exactly, yeah, yeah. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, some kids, that is their belonging, is, you know, just being in a space and not having to interact with a lot of people. Right. You know, so I just want those listening to know that um, belonging does look different, too, for each individual human. Oh, yeah. So that, that's what I wanted to say. I mean, that's one of the tricky things about belonging, right? It's like a social science and... Like, unlike some other sciences where you can stick something under a microscope and go, aha, like, that's DNA, that's sodium. Like, you can't stick something under a microscope and go, ah, there's belonging. There's belonging. <laughs> right? Because it, there's so many variables and there's the lens that I'm looking through, the lens you're looking through, the context that we're in. Like, there's so much at play. Right. And really, like... I can say what is belonging to me, but that might not feel like belonging to you. Yeah, because before we started this, you had a really great example. Yeah, um, like I'm really introverted. Yes. And you're... And I'm not. She's not. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, like if we went to a dinner party and I was just like listening in on the conversation and maybe offering one or two comments, I would feel like I belong. But if... Tina wasn't able to really chat it up with people. She would feel like, how come these people didn't want to talk? I to know. Me? I'd be like, gosh, right? maybe am I too much? Did like, I like if people much, were talking right? to me too much, I'd be like, shut it, <laughs> shut it, right? But yeah, she still lets me talk to her. <laughs> but anyway, like, so belonging is, you know, very much different. I I do think that for all kids, the most important element, um, no matter. If your kid has a disability, doesn't have a disability, if your kid loves school, hates school, like whatever their situation is, the most important place for them to be long is at home. Yes. Right. Like 100% the way that they are. Love them exactly who they are, how yeah. they were made, right? Yeah. Like, not if they get an A or if they score the winning touchdown or if they're the most popular kid in their class. Oh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you even have to love them like when they don't clean out their car when and all the dishes are in their car so stinking it up. Maybe maybe I shared a story about that. <laughs> right. Or when they're yelling at each other over stupid stuff, right? Like Or if they're just not like they're not like you, right? Right. Like, they're not like like yeah. maybe maybe they're not as uh as outgoing as me right like they want to stay home and just chill and veg and I'm like no go do something right like let's go let's do this right um you know just knowing that um that's okay right mm -hmm. this is this is you know who they are right, right. And, and um and you know even those kids that love hard and play hard like and are, you know maybe sometimes some days hard to love right they still <laughs> need that love and acceptance yeah, I mean, I think, like, um, what was I going to say? Um, I think that belonging at home can be a real buffer against all kinds of bad stuff that the world lays on kids. Yes. Right? Like, um, if you just know that there's this completely solid acceptance of who you are as a human being, um, I think that goes a long, 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 long way. And it... And it and it carries with you too, right? Into into the rest of your life. Um, okay, we don't have much time left, so we yeah. gotta, we got to talk about what to do. Yeah. So I think, like, I mean, I feel like we could probably talk for a long time about this topic, right? And maybe some of it would be weepy, and some of it would be <laughs> right. Like, I think that there's a lot of emotions so about seen it right now, right? Or you know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's just it's hard. hard when you don't belong and we don't feel like you belong. Um, and it's and hard it's to just... see your kid not feel like exactly. They belong. Exactly. Or, or even for you to perceive that they feel yeah. that way. Because I because the thing with Cora, for instance, is I don't think she ever worries about whether or not she belongs. Yeah. You know, that's Brady, about me. Yeah. Brady doesn't either. Brady's like, I don't care. Like I had somebody ask me the other day if Brady got bullied. I was like. I don't think that bullies would even stand a chance up against Brady because Brady would be like, cut it out, right? Like, yeah. Um, unless it was really, like, really jerk, jerky. Yeah, bullying, it'd have to be super obvious. It would obvious. have to be super obvious. Like, if they were pointing and laughing, Brady would be like, yeah, I know, yeah. cool, right? Like, right. Um, and so, uh, and I think the same with, because also, though, Brady and Cora both completely belong at home. Right, like totally, and so like they, they like, like she like she is a hundred percent she's at home, and that's cool. And but uh, you know, and at the same time, Brady takes that with him. He stopped at Lamar's this morning, right? He he likes to get his donut in the morning. That kid brings in his phone and playing musicals and singing the whole time. And <laughs> let's just be real, Brady is not a great on key singer. He's perfect. He's, he's a music He's meister. a perfect singer. But he's not a great on-key singer. There's yeah. a difference, right? Yeah. And he walks right in, waving at everybody, ha ha, singing along. And, and like, I'm like, Brady turned on. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh. And he's like singing at the top of his lungs, pointing at what he wants. Because, you know, like I was like, oh, well, he totally feels at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I do think, like, there's a, a, there's a meme that says something about, like, inclusion mostly rests on families right like making right. inclusion happen and oh I, yeah and I think that's true like in most school settings that I've experienced thus far or that I hear other families I talk it. about yeah right is that a lot of it is on us and right. I think that when kids get to be a certain age I do think that a lot of the hard work 
of keeping those connections strong fall on parents. Yep. So let's let's get into the parent part. Okay. We're going to time. Okay. So sensitivity is already on the parent part. Look, I'm the, being the hard hard one today. I know. Um, so you know, find places with the, you know pursue inclusive opportunities. Where are places where your kid can be included? Um, and and your family, right? Um, and let me just say this: it it's like look for, for some opportunities where other kids with disabilities are already included, right? Because then you don't have to do all the hard work of making people understand how it ought to look. Like I'm the beneficiary of that because because Brady's a few years older than Cora, mm. right? And so like that can be a real benefit. Um, we're just going to hit these real hard because we're almost out of time. So this is, you know, this is my life. Invite other families to get to know your family, have barbecues, game nights, um, which I, I do have a lot of those, especially in the summer, but I do love them most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And I think that they matter, right? Yeah. They do matter. Um, look, find support so that your son or daughter can participate in things that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, even if they're not things that are for for kids with disabilities, you can't see me making air quotes, but I am, right? Like there are some activities that are kind of intended for kids who have disabilities, but think about like, if my kid likes pottery, like how could right. she take a class through the city? Like how could she be supported? And that's because the thing, a lot of um, places have a there. lot of city stuff mm -hmm. and just walk in and be like, hey, I want to sign my kid up for this. And you'd be surprised at, at how, how easy it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also though, with everything, you still might have to support a little bit here and there, but right. that's okay. Right. Um, think outside the box, ask yourself why not. Um, when the suggestion that your child can't do something is made, um, ask why not, or tell me what would that look like if, right? Like those are good things to say, like, well, why, why do you think this wouldn't be good for blah, 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 right? right? And like, sometimes the, sometimes the skepticism is from you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like we've had experience where we thought to ourselves, oh, like she cannot do that. Yeah. Right. That when you say that to yourself, you should stop and say, you got to stop. And why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? And, and you might have really good reasons. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm just saying a lot of times we just have this like Ugh. yeah i mean we've talked about that before we're like we we did this and we're like wait wait why did i say no to this? like or why was my first thing to be like i don't know right instead of of course right um be transparent as far as you know what what is needed right, right. um and what what needs to be done and i think find somebody who you can talk to how you feel about it like i have tina and i can say this makes me so mad Right, which mm -hmm. then helps me offload those negative feelings so that then I can actually be productive. Yeah, because sometimes you need to unload those negative things, but it's yeah. not going to be productive to unload those negative things to the city that's offering a pottery class. Right. So <laughs> when they're like, um, we're not sure, right, you can't just go <clears throat> right, to them because right. that's not really going to move the question forward. And it's not going to make them want to help you either, let's be real. I mean, they're not right. No, they yeah. say that they're not sure if it could work because they, they get federal they funding. So they like, so yeah, we can talk about, the yeah, loophole. yeah. We could talk about loopholes and everyone don't even want to call it loopholes because yeah. it's not a loophole. It's the law, right? It's the law, um, right. But also a lot of times people don't know. Um, and I think it's, I'm a big believer and for those of you who have listened before, I already know this, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Right. So, you know, like how can we work together and, right. you know, make this to be a mutual beneficial right. thing. Um, and I, I just wanted to add, really, to follow your child's lead and to see what they like, see what they don't like, see what their comfort level is. Like, don't, um, like, I have this dream that we could go to, like, every football game. 
right? But Cora is just not, at least yet, really interested in doing that. And they're long. Because in my mind, I'm like, that's a great time for her to be with friends right. and to experience being in high school. And right, but she's just like. I mean, similar thing happened. Like, Brady went to a football game once and went with his friends. I was like, great, this is so cool. Yeah. And then, like, by high, halftime, he's, he's like, mom, mom, all done, go home, yeah. right? It's and, not belonging if it pisses your kid exactly, off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we're like really out of time, and we have a lot more to talk about. And I think this could be at least one more okay. episode, maybe two more, right? Because we'd really like to talk about how other parents, like in our village, could help with this, and then we'd really like to hit hard on how the school system can help kids find belonging. I like it. So it's at least one more episode, maybe two more. Who knows? Because we never know when to stop talking. And also, we have a schedule now. So hopefully this means... Actually, I'm not even going to say hopefully. I'm just going to say this means... Yeah. That we are getting more uh, more aligned with, yeah. with our purpose. We're getting off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So our time is up. So thanks so much for listening. We're excited to hear what you think about belonging. We hope that you'll share it with us. Um, in the meantime, I'm Hetty. I'm Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, real World. world.